Welcome to the Becoming Untangled podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Lauren Worthington. We believe that happily ever after is earned through guts, grit, and grace. We are committed to taking massive inspired action and helping you discover your potential. Together, we will give you the tools, tips, and strategies for manifesting your goals and dreams. If you're ready to live, love, and laugh, then get ready to become untangled. Here we go. Good evening, everybody that's listening and tuning in tonight. I am flying solo. My man's at work, and it's been a little while uh, since Chris and I have recorded, only because we're really searching... Well, let me rewind. When we first launched Becoming Untangled, it was sort of an idea that I had been sitting on for quite some time. I just really unsure how to start it. And it was like getting ready to get ready. And the Becoming Untangled was in all of my journal notes. It was in everything I said, everything that I believed that you truly have to let go of everything that's holding you back in your life to truly become and to truly live in your authentic self. And so my mission's never really changed or the mission statement as far as that all, you know, all that goes. But we're just really trying to know since we launched and we don't have anybody edit it. This is super organic. This is straight out of our house, our office. Um, No fancy ads, no sponsors. It's just Chris and I... speaking to you as if you were in our living room with a glass of wine because we felt like there was so many things and still feel like there are so many things that most of us want to talk about yet people just don't discuss and this situation or situations still happen all of the time and we found that I'd rather have a platform that we can record and voice our thoughts and give specific tips and tricks in a platform such as a podcast. So currently right now, we're just really revamping and trying to find who our true audience is and what our real message is and what we want to come of everything. So that's why we've kind of taken a back seat. It's been really nice to see everything we've put out there thus far and been really proud of the work that we have put out there. But now it's almost like we're ready to level it up. We're just ready to put on Becoming Untangled and step on the gas a little bit harder. So with my glass of wine in hand on this Friday night and my cat playing a jungle gym behind me on my office chair, I have so many yummy things coming up. And I just wanted to share one thing that was pretty near and dear on my heart that has been sort of evolving or I don't even know if evolving is the right word. I would say something I've been letting go of now for probably seven months. So I'm just going to get right to it. First and foremost, let's all raise a glass, whether it's your coffee and you're driving in your car or you've got a glass of wine in your hand or you're just drinking water because maybe you got a baby in that belly of yours. Let's just do a cheers to ourselves for the growth, the massive abundance coming everybody's way, the person who you are allowing yourself to become 
because you have done the work and are continuously doing the work to uncover the true essence of who you are meant to be and those people you're meant to serve. See, it's not just a one-way street. I find it really incredible as you dive into personal development and you really dive into finding like-minded people that it's not about you. Yes, your journey is very important. And yes, doing the hard work every single day for yourself is the number one thing. But when it all unfolds, there's a reason or a little hub in there that is collected because you have a servant heart. That your message, your story, what you do, there's somebody behind everything. There's a driving force behind everything. And so I just want to give a cheers to that before I begin on what was on my heart tonight that I wanted to share. So, okay. That being said, I haven't really actually ever spoken about this. And I think it's something that many of us can relate to. And in fact, I got a message the other day from a girlfriend, um, Gina, I'm going to call you out right now, girl. But we, she had just left me a message about a friend of hers that because Gina is now one of the highest ranks in her company, she's building something amazing. She has found her passion. She has found her calling. She is helping and serving so many people that sometimes we have to say no. And this is where the key piece is. As you grow yourself and you dive into becoming untangled and you start to really live in your true life's purpose, we often find that the things that we used to say yes to, we now say no to. And so the quick example she gave me was that she got invited to her friend's wedding, a friend that she had known a really long time this summer. And we have our big company event um, in August coming up. And it was the same, obviously the same time frame. And Gina kindly declined because going to our celebration is as a leader, she's got to be there and show up one for herself and two for her team and two for her future team and her future self. And so that's really important for her because sometimes when you're building and you're in the like trenches of the build, whether you have a brick and mortar business or you have a network marketing business or maybe you just started a new corporate job, it doesn't matter what it is. But sometimes when you're in that fiery build, you have to say no. And so she kindly declined. And since that, her friend is no longer speaking to her. And this hit home for me. And I thought, I'm going to do a quick little podcast about that because this is something that is happening in my life and it's always been behind the scenes and I've never spoken about it. So I have had a relationship with what I thought was a really great, well, first of all, let me rephrase. She is a, a great person in her world but it's just not in mine. So we had a really long friendship and there was a lot of things from those, I would say 16 years that never were quite right. There was always, it was always kind of an up and down soap opera, like really 
days of our lives as the world turns young and the restless, all my children, you name it. There was like a little bit of every soap opera involved in this friendship. And I got, I was always tired of whatever year it was and whatever thing that was going on. I always felt like I was giving, 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 and I was never really receiving anything back. And it wasn't until my eyes were open into this world of personal development and the company that I'm with and finding like-minded people. And honestly, this journey started about uh, four or five years ago when I said yes to my first ever network marketing business um, that I was in for about a year and a half. And that's where I really got my first digs at what it means to take a book and dissect it and apply it to your life for you to become better. And honestly, for you to become untangled. And so this journey I've been on, honestly, even prior to being actually accepted that piece of it, personal development, where I was, I guess, accepted enough to discuss it in public without someone calling me crazy. I have started this journey, or I started this journey back when I was 14 and I bought my first book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hayes. And so I have always had a higher calling. I've always really listened to my intuition. And I remember I was on this path and I just loved dissecting these books and applying the theory that, oh my gosh, what if we did choose our parents? And what if this life was this? And I used to just get so freaking amped up. But yet there was a lot of times that I, that was met with resistance it was met with, oh, Lauren, you should put your energy into school. Like, you should put your energy into something else. You should go to work. Like, don't even worry about those things. Like, that's all woo-woo, wah-wah. Like, enough. Basically, a.k.a. you're crazy. And it would just, and then, like, a throw in a laugh and make a joke of me. And I look back at those times, and I remember the more that those situations happened, and the more my vibrant, sparkly self and thing, I was questioning the universe, I was questioning everything, but I was filled with so much passion and excitement and wonderment. Every time something negative was said or sent my way in regards to that, I got a little bit smaller and smaller, and I had to fit this certain box. And so looking back at all the different relationships I've had over the years, friendships, relationships, all that, this person in particular stayed along course with me because I always wanted her to join me. I always thought, man, if I could just be that example, someday she'll want to do this business with me. Someday she will want to travel with me. We'll be you know, crushing it all over the world and we'll be boss babes together. And I had this grand vision of her and I doing life together. And I thought we were a great team. And quite honestly, I wish I had voiced that to her because I think things would be a little bit different than they are today. So current day, her and I have not spoken in over seven months. And unfortunately, there was a situation that had happened about seven months ago that was the true demise of our relationship. And although I struggled with it at the time, it was my choice to sort of cut ties and be done because I just couldn't handle the soap operas anymore. I couldn't handle the up and down. I couldn't handle the fact that I, really me, Lauren, couldn't be honest with her and what I wanted from our relationship. And so I just thought the time has come 
where it's just not going to work anymore. And I was tired. I was exhausted from it. There was nothing left at all. And so I'm sharing this with you because that was a struggle. That was not easy. And I'm hoping a lot of you can relate to the fact that people are going to come in your lives quickly. Some stay longer, but everybody has a purpose and a reason they're there. And although at the time, rewind seven months ago, when I made this decision to basically end all be all because I couldn't handle it anymore. It just wasn't serving me. We weren't in alignment. Our core values were so obscured and so different that I could see myself on one path and she was on a different one. But I had fully accepted that. So all of these years had really led me up into this moment where it was the demise of pretty much everything. And I let it go and I did it all in silence and I went to work more so on myself and my journey. And I thought, what kind of friend have I been? You know, what kind of friend do I want to be? Who do I want to attract in my life? Who do I love having around me? And there was a lot of stuff in between, a lot of healing that had to be done, a lot of realizations that I had to make myself that I didn't really want to hear from my own mind and heart that was like, yeah, Lauren, you probably could have done this a little bit different, or maybe you could have not set so many high expectations and you wouldn't have been let down so many times. So honestly, throughout the process, now where I am current present today, I am so freaking grateful for that because it has allowed me to become untangled from that sort of person or friendship or whoever I thought I was in that because I wasn't really that person. I wasn't my true self. I never felt like I could be vocal enough or say what was on my heart without assuming there would be a fight or an argument because that's kind of the trajectory that we had already had in our relationship. It was just never rainbows and unicorns. And listen, I don't expect every relationship to be rainbows and unicorns, right? But it was like every fight or disagreement or situation we got in, it was it never got better. It always got worse. And I find now with my relationships and friendships that I still have, I mean, I have the longest standing friendship with my childhood best friend we met in kindergarten. And her and I, although we don't see each other or talk to each other every single day, she is still, she is like one of my sisters. I've known her, you know, just as long as I've known my sister. In fact, I met her when my sister was born. So um, her and I have always had, you know, or not always, but when we've had disagreements, mostly when we were younger, we always grew from it and we always became closer. And this other relationship, we always grew apart. And I really had to take a hard look at what I wanted in my life as far as the people I wanted surrounding me. And I don't want people who are jealous. I don't want people who are, you know, envious or, and just, you don't have to agree and be like doing what I'm doing, but you certainly should support me and my family because I support you and your family. Like that's, I don't find that as an expectation. I find that as a requirement, you know, like we're not going to mesh girlfriend if you're not loving me as much as I love you on that. You know, that's like a mutual respect. Um, 
And I think it's important for me now to really understand like what kind of female relationships I do want around. And I'm not, I'm unapologetic about it. I am like pretty hardcore in what I'm standing for and the the people I spend my time with, you know, what was, there's always that thing. I think my dad used to say it like, your reflection of who you are is surrounded by the five people you put yourself around or whatever. And I remember this when Chris and I were planning our wedding. And at the time I had had like so many girlfriends and I was like, oh, I'm going to have like, oh my gosh, our wedding party is going to be like 25 people each. But when I really got down to it, I found that at that current moment, the, t- the people that were closest to Chris and I was my sister and I were irreplaceable and inseparable and she was my ride or die and she still is. But at that moment, I only wanted her and Chris only wanted his brother. And then we obviously had our wedding party be there as part of everything, like our close friends and family. But it's really interesting when you have to get crystal clear on basic adult adulting. Like, who do you want around you? Who do you want to stand next to you? Who do you want to be a reflection to and a reflection of? And so my challenge for everybody, long story short, is to really evaluate where you're at. If you're finding yourself in situations such as Gina was, and your heart is probably broken from it and hurt from it, I challenge you, though, to find the positive in it, to really figure out who you want to align yourself with. What type of people do you want your children to look up to because right our friends I think my dad and mom always had friends that we always said oh they're like our uncle and you know aunt and because they were so close they were their best friends and they weren't blood but they became our family and that's still true to this day so who do you want your children to look up to in that way as far as your friends that you surround yourself with who's your inner circle You know, who are those people? What characteristics do they have that they can feed and fuel your soul and vice versa, right? When when shit goes bad, who are you calling? When shit goes great, who's there to congratulate you and bring you over a bottle of champagne and say, come over, you know, like who are those people? And so that's the challenge I have is like, I don't care if you get your journal out and you write everything out like I did these past seven months and manifest the perfect BFF. I don't care how you do it and what it looks like. But the number one thing when you're doing that is be unapologetic of who you are and what you're asking for in friendships. I will give you the tip though. You can't have unrealistic expectations. And that's one thing I had to do some massive gut checks on. I'll be the first to say, and if Chris was here, he would. I have high expectations for myself. And I've noticed over the years, I project that on others as well. Well, guess what, girlfriend? Lauren, you can't do that. I have to take it down a notch. I can certainly have high expectations for myself, but that's not fair for me to put that on other people. And so I really tried to understand. I sat with that for probably a month or two, just trying to figure out like, oh my gosh, how am I not going to have expectations? Because for me, if I like somebody's picture on Facebook or Instagram and I'm going to hit the like button or love it and I'm going to throw a comment, 
It's interaction. I'm telling you. I'm congratulating you. If I see someone walking down the street and they have a cute outfit on, I'm going to compliment them. But almost 97%, I don't know why I threw the seven out there, but I would say of people that I watch, do not do that. They're so afraid to give something back. And so for me, I had massive high expectations. Like if you're my friend, you are to support every single thing I do. Okay, pump the brakes there, Lauren. You don't have to. So by the way, if you're one of my besties and listening to this, you do not have to do that. That was the old way of me thinking. Because I would create a story, right? I'd be like, oh my God, can you believe it? She didn't even like my post or she didn't comment or, oh my God, that post must be about me. Did you see that quote? And it was ridiculous. When social media first came out, the stories that you would tell yourself, it's just freaking hilarious. But as you start to rise up, and you become the woman that you're supposed to be, and you step into your freaking greatness where you are unapologetic and you don't give a flying shit what anybody else thinks because you're so strong in your beliefs, but it's all full of love where you're welcoming everybody in, nothing else matters because you've built that bulletproof wall where you're saying, join me, welcome me. Let's, you can sit at my table. I will not judge you. I will not put high expectations on you. I will love you where you're at as long as you give me that mutual respect back. That's the key phrase. Mutual respect. Not lies, not stories, not assumptions, not expectations, not bullshit where you can truly give me and have a, a professional, honest conversation if something didn't sit right with you. You can be like, hey, girl, can we talk about that? You know, I just didn't really know if you meant this or what. Because you have to be able to give people, you know, the benefit of the doubt. We, we do, are so quick to jump to a conclusion and make up a story in conversations. So really go to work on yourself when you're picking that those people that you want to surround yourself, that they are powerful enough in their skin that they can have those types of conversations with you, that they can say sorry, that they can apologize for maybe words that came out wrong and really dissect how, what they wanted to say and what how they wanted you to understand what they were saying. Because listen, the way I speak sometimes, especially to Chris, it comes out in every way that I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. And then he'll be like, he will sometimes get stuck on a phrase, which, you know, I don't blame him. And I'm like, well, shit, that's not what I meant. <laughs> so best advice is surround yourself with people who can give you grace, right? If you screw up, they can give you grace. But surround yourself with the people that if they screw up, you can give them that grace back. And that you have a loving relationship where you genuinely want each other to win and love and laugh and live this glorious, fulfilled life that we have. You know, I think now there's just, I just don't have time for it. The older I get, I'm so much more clear on the friendships and the people I want around me. And we have a lot of great people around us. And like I said in the beginning, you don't have to be 100% all Chris and Lauren and doing what we're doing as far as our business because our business is our business. You know, we're growing a multi-million dollar empire. 
That might not be your thing, and I'm totally cool with that. You don't have to match, have a match for a match. But what you do have to have is that gut, that grits, and the grace, and the love. You have to genuinely be happy for one another, right? If you find yourself just pouring it out and never getting it back, those are the people you should really take a look at and reevaluate and say, am I only in this relationship because it has been 20 years or I went to high school with them or elementary school or our moms are friends or it's my brother's girlfriend or whatever it is. Nobody says you have to do anything. So if it doesn't serve you, I'm going to give you a hot plate of grace and you can walk away from it. But go and do the work first before you do. Have the hard conversations first with yourself, with your significant other to bounce ideas off before you have those conversations with those people. If you find it's necessary, if the other person's going to listen. Now, in my case, it was a lost cause. I just... I don't know. Maybe it never say never. Maybe it would be someday. I'm just, I'm still kind of in that hurt phase. So I don't necessarily see anything changing really ever. Um, but listen, we're always evolving, right? So I can never say never because that would just, who knows? Who knows what the universe has in its plan for all the friendships and bliss coming my way. But all I know is that I'm so grateful to have the ability to have my eyes wide open with these situations. And I feel like it's opening my soul up enough to say, I'm honestly welcoming the people who love me just as much. And I want to be, I mean, I'm a people person. I love everybody. But the second that, you know, you crush me a couple times and it's like becomes a habit and those types of things, then that's when I'm like, okay, I'm not a fool, right? Like enough is enough. So hopefully this made sense. Hopefully you took something out of it because I know we all go through it. I mean, everybody's got friends that they're friends with and then they're not friends with. And then, you know, you, you meet new people all the time, but really get crystal clear on the people you want to attract in your life because we do only get this one life. And I want tr people who are truthful. I want people who do not lie. That is my number one. I want people who are authentic and funky and eccentric and full of life. I love people who are funny because I love to laugh clearly at myself a lot. <laughs> um, and my husband. You know, people who think that you know, life is meant to be lived and loved and everything in between. But I also want the people who and surround myself with the people who can have hard conversations without judgment and who are an open book as far as that goes, who who listen and really understand and can have like in-depth conversations till we're freaking staying up until 4 a.m. in the morning about the sun, the moon, the stars, like who knows what we'd be talking about. But those are the people that I'm looking for to surround ourselves because they fill my cup. People who are so full of life and that have life experience and that do reflection. That's my number, you know, that's another number one thing for me is like I love to reflect on my day and my week and my month and my year and 
grow from that. Because if I've made mistakes in the past, I will tell you right now, I'm not making them again because I'm growing, I'm leveling up, I'm becoming untangled. That's the whole point of reflection is to understand the gaps in your life and where you need to grow and prosper and get to work. And because we are always evolving and everything's forever changing, that's the beauty of it, I think, is it's just like the people you follow on social media. You might follow a chunk of people for a, like a whole year and then you move on to other people who inspire you. So, you know, find the people who lift you up that inspire you, that you can call on the phone, that would be their ride or die for you. And I'm not speaking to the point of having a thousand of these people. It could be one it could be five, it could be 20. I don't care, whatever your number, whatever fills you, but just get really crystal clear because I've just had enough of the BS, to be honest. I've had enough of the fake. I, I, there's just, I have no room for drama. I have no room for those things that you do in high school, the talking behind your back. I don't have time for that. I never did that, but I was definitely the subject of a lot of it. And I think that just, because I'm so passionate about it, I've been this way my whole life. It's like, if I've got something to say, I'm definitely going to say it. And that doesn't sit well with everybody. And that's okay. You know, at a young age, you, like I said, you kind of shrink down and you don't speak your truth. But as I've gotten older and I'm getting wiser and wiser, I think it is vital in your happiness. It's vital when your passion needs to meet your purpose. It's vital in everything that you do. So with that said, girlfriends and guy friends out there, I am going to cheers you now. Um, and hopefully we'll get my man on another podcast this weekend. But stay tuned. We have a lot of great stuff coming up. And if you found any truth in this podcast, please let me know. Shout it out on Instagram, send me a review, shoot me an email, whatever you have to do to let me know that what I'm saying, somebody out there is listening and somebody can relate. It would mean so much to me. All right, guys, have a great night. Cheers. We'll catch you on the flip side. A huge hug to all of you who have taken the time out of your day to listen in. My hope is that you've taken away some nuggets and feel inspired to become untangled and be the leader of your life. It would mean the world to me if you share this episode with a friend. You can also head on over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating. We would be so grateful. Remember, you have to love yourself so much, so deep in your soul, to love anyone else thereafter.